Blog Talk Radio. This is the national premiere Soccer League show hosted by Daniel Feuerstein, the show dedicated to the NPSL club and the fans. Your host, Daniel Feuerstein. Good evening, NPSL soccer fans, and welcome back to the National Premier Soccer League show right here on the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show, live, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Feuerstein's Fire. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a great show tonight because as we all <laughs> oh, excuse me <clears throat> as we all know that US soccer during the international break for World Cup qualifying gave out the first round schedule to the 2022 Lamar Hunt US Open Cup. I don't need to tell all of you how important the Open Cup is to every single club in every single level of professional and amateur soccer under the umbrella of U.S. Soccer Federation. This, my friends, is the day, the time, the moment, and the tournament where the little Davids are going to knock off the big Goliaths. Round one will begin March 22nd and March 23rd. The schedule is out for the opening round. Everything will be done for the amateur sides. Now, normally, in past, not too far past, we would see third division USL League One even Nissa come into the opening round along with the amateur levels, USL League Two, NPSL, the semi-pro leagues, U.S. Adult Soccer Association, U.S. Club Soccer, U.S.S.S.A. But this time, this time, it is all going to be amateur sides. The semi-professionals, the USL League Two, and NPSL. And tonight, on the National Premier Soccer League show, the beginning of the 2022 season of the NPSL, the opening episode, we will discuss six clubs that will be going to the Open Cup either as first-time as first-time uh, recipients or or getting it in there for the net, for the second time or even for the third time and also teams who were originally qualified for this tournament but because they've had to make a move to go from one league to another their qualifications were terminated because they left their last league 
when they came to a brand new league, and they were kicked out. So, I mean, that's the rules. I don't make up the rules. That's in the laws of the game for the U.S. Open Cup and what happened. So, the hope is is that we're going to have these teams ready to go, ready to play. I personally cannot wait. And let's go ahead and give you the schedule for those NPSL teams who qualified for the U.S. Open Cup. On March 22nd, that's a Tuesday, FC Motown will be hosting West Chester United and their USL2 team. And that will be at the Montclair State University Soccer Park in Montclair, New Jersey at 7 o'clock Eastern. Hartford City FC will be taking on amateur side Oyster Bay United FC out of Long Island, New York. And that will be at Dillon Stadium in Hartford, Connecticut, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And the next NPSL club that will be in the opening round, March 22nd, Denton Diablos defending NPSL Cup champions will be hosting Defeaters Kicks Soccer Club, 7.30 p.m. Central, 8.30 p.m. Eastern at the UNT University Northern Texas Soccer and Track and Field Stadium in Denton, Texas. A battle between two NPSL sides at Southern States SC Stars will be hosting the Georgia Revolution. That will also be at 7.30 p.m. Central, 8.30 p.m. Eastern at the Oaks in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And then going into Wednesday, March the 23rd, as we take a look again here in the schedule, Cleveland SC will be hosting Chicago FC United, and that will be at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time, Wednesday, March 23rd, George Finney Stadium in Barra, Ohio. Miami United FC taking on City Soccer FC. That'll be at the Ted Hendricks Stadium in Hialeah, Florida. That is also at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And then on the road, Des Moines Menace will host the Minneapolis City SC, and that will be at Valley Stadium in West Des Moines, Iowa. That will be at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Tulsa Athletic will be hosting Azteca at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central at the Case Soccer Complex, ORU, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Las Vegas Legends. They're going to be hosting the Park City Red Wolves SC, and that will be at the Peter Johanna Soccer Field on the campus of University of Nevada, Las Vegas, UNLV in Las Vegas, Nevada, 7.30 p.m. Pacific, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. That is the opening round, and then the winners will advance to the second round, and they will take on teams from either the second or the third division of American soccer, and that will be on April 5th through the 7th, and then the third round draw on April the 8th, and then we just won't have to worry about the rest of the scheduling until later on, as we will see what will happen, oh, excuse me, to see what will happen uh, with those clubs coming in into the U.S. Open Cup. This is what makes it exciting, ladies and gentlemen. This is what makes this tournament exciting. 32 amateur clubs 
10 from the National Premier Soccer League going after the big prize. A chance to go all the way, if possible, to the final and to get a spot in the 2023 CONCACAF Champions League with the possibility of representing not only amateur soccer, lower division soccer, but for those communities that normally would never see a first division club in either MLS or the possibility of winning the tournament and facing a club from Liga MX or a Central American club or a Caribbean club. Now, I don't want to put anyone's hopes up too quickly. I don't want to bring up anyone's, you know, stargazed dreams to go into overdrive. But the truth of the matter is this. There is a possibility. You just need to have good luck. You just need a good, good game plan to make these dreams come true. And if you can do it, starting it off in the first round of the Open Cup, and you can go seven rounds before you reach the final, which would be the eighth and last round. If you get there, it's the biggest miracle you'll ever see. But once again, this is the dream of a lower-level division club where normally Major League Soccer dominates left and right. In 1999, the Rochester Rhinos, no more now, now rebranded and renamed as Rochester Rochester New York FC, but the Rochester Rhinos of Western New York In 1999, the first lower division club in the professional ranks below Major League Soccer, they are the ones that got to the final and defeated the Colorado Rapids two goals to nil in Columbus, Ohio. Seen on national television on ESPN. The last, the last side, the last lower division side to reach the final, but did not win. And I keep forgetting the year it happened, but it was the Charleston Battery that were ready to take on D.C. United at RFK. And even though D.C. wins the match two goals to one, the truth is it should have been 2-2 going into extra time but an offside flag, a poor offside flag, knocked out the battery's chances to force an extra 30 minutes at that time. Other clubs have come close. They've reached the semifinals. The former St. Louis FC club, unfortunately no longer around, got to the semifinals back in 2019 at Atlanta United. And then, of course... The big run by New Mexico United sadly fell apart after they scored a goal 
and fell to Minnesota United FC at Allianz Field in St. Paul, Minnesota, before Atlanta and Minnesota faced each other in the final. Over at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and we all know Atlanta United is the last true Open Cup champion. They are the defending Open Cup champions. And we all know how the pandemic killed off the past two tournaments in 2020 and 2021. I am so happy and so thrilled that we are finally going to have an Open Cup tournament ready to go. Every single match of every single round will be broadcasted on ESPN's platform of ESPN+. Plus. Check your website, ESPN website, when we get towards the back end of March. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be spectacular. And truth is this. I cannot wait to get these shows back up and running. You can listen to the 40 Scenes Fire American Soccer Show after each and every round of the Open Cup. And for you NPSL soccer fans, depending on who is remaining in the Open Cup, representing this league, I will also have a post-game show or a review show having NPSL teams only each and after each and every round an NPSL team remains alive. It is exciting to talk about. It is breathtaking. It is beautiful. And I wish our clubs in the National Premier Soccer League good luck when you get to March 22nd and or March 23rd. This is a big moment for all these clubs ready to go, ready to play. This is for all the marbles. It's a cup competition. It's a single elimination match. If you can force extra time or get to penalties, anything and everything can happen. And let's hope it will happen and it will be good news for those teams representing the NPSL. Let's get into the show right now. Joining me over in Connecticut, Hartford City FC, the head coach, Nick Balestieri, joining me tonight. Nick, good evening, and how are you? Hi, I'm doing well. That's great to hear and wonderful. Nick, uh, I have to say that, you know, thank goodness now U.S. soccer is going to have the tournament ready to go, the Open Cup ready to go. It looks like there'll be nothing stopping them this time around. Um, When you found out that your club in Hartford City was going to qualify for one of those spots in the opening round, 10 spots it was, uh, from U.S. soccer, what was the first thing that came to your mind? One, um, a sense of luck. Honestly, we were on pins and needles waiting to see if we were going to accept into the tournament. And, and when it happened, uh, pure jubilation. 
I mean, and an enormous sense of pride for, for the club, um, the players, and those in the community who support the club, and not just the fans, but I'm talking about the soccer community, the, the coaches at all the local clubs who develop the players, who, who push them into our program, whom, whom support the club that sometimes goes a, a bit unnoticed. If I can ask you this, when, I mean, obviously we all know about Hartford, Connecticut. I mean, the most famous uh, sports team that's ever been in Hartford, of course, the Hartford Whalers back in the days of the old WHL going into the NHL before, of course, the club moved to uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, You know, Hartford has always been known supporting not just uh, you know, professional sports like now the Hartford Wolfpack of the American Hockey League, the Hartford uh, Yard Goats in minor league baseball. We all know about Hartford Athletic, of course, but Hartford City as well. What is the amount of support you get every time there's a home match whenever your team plays in front of those great fans in Hartford, Connecticut? Yeah, there's, there's certainly a, a dedicated group um, through thick or thin that supports the club. And I think, you know, one of the challenges we've always faced is, you know, at the grassroots level, um, connecting with the community. And once somebody comes to the game, I, I think they start to develop an emotional attachment to the team. Um, and, and that's something that just right or organically grows over time. So we've been, we've been lucky, you know, going on our, our fifth season here, Right for for some clubs, you know that they don't even make it that far. But for us, I think it's a testament to the support we get that we're here in year five, you know, from that community support. And you know, again, it's it goes beyond just the fans. It's the the corporate sponsors. It's the community groups that come out. It's the youth clubs that support us. Um, and of course, you know, the friends and families of the club. It's everything. Obviously, it's everything that goes on uh, within the club, from outside the club, the town, the suburbs of Hartford, obviously. And it's just wonderful to see that soccer has truly picked up uh, tremendously in Hartford, Connecticut. I have to say, you know, I've been to Hartford a couple of times, and um, I haven't been yet there for soccer, but I have been there for hockey. And just the amount of passion that everyone has for their city over there has truly been amazing. It's just been wonderful to see. Um, when you are performing in your current conference in the NPSL, for those of us that are not aware of who you play against, how tough of a conference is it being in the East region? So historically the, the East region has done exceptionally well in the MPSL. It's done exceptionally well um, beyond just the MPSL, um, fostering talent. Um, soccer has always had a place in New England, in the Northeast, and on the Atlantic Coast. So when we're competing in the conference, um, there are quality players in, in all pockets of this country. Um, you know, a tremendous amount of kudos um, to the team that's that's – been a good rival, the Kingston Stockade, who who themselves been in the Open Cup. Um, you know they they push us and force us um, 
to grow as a club, you know, in the sporting sense. Um, if we want to continue having success, we have to continue to develop um, and think of of ways of, of fostering talent, attracting talent. And I think that's a testament to the East region. You know, there is almost no easy game, no easy day. If you take your foot off the gas for one moment, then the results will pass you by. Who would you say would be your main rivals? Would it be Greater Lowell or would it be Boston City? No, I would I would say it's Kingdom's Decade. And, you know, we've, we've had good matches against all the clubs um, across the years. Um, but I think when you take a look of where the teams are probably going to end at the end of the season, you know that the the road that's going to lead you to a conference championship is going to be Kingston Stockade. Um, I think our first year in the league, you know, we went into overtime with them and we lost the conference title. And then I think both of us, you know, suffered through the years of when the New York Cosmos were in the NPSL, which was, uh, you know, a, a dose of reality when it came to uh, the quality of talent. And, and once the Cosmos left, um, both clubs were were standing looking at each other for, for that next conference title. No, that is absolutely great to hear about that and to hear how fierce the competition is in your conference. That's wonderful to hear uh, moving forward. Uh, who has been your most dedicated striker, and will you have that player uh, retained for this season? Yeah, so it's, it's been interesting over the years. You know, you know, technical staff always likes to see, you know, returning group of players, you know, come back into the mix. And we kind of understand there's going to be a little attrition year over year. And I think that also um, is part of the dynamic of this level of soccer. You know, we're, we're pretty heavily reliant on the collegiate player. And, you know, once those players finish up their, their careers, um, collegially, right speaking, you know, they enter the corporate setting or, you know, the professional setting. And sometimes it's not always here in the state. So, you know, there is turnover year over year, you know, for us this year, um, we're really fortunate. Um, you know, we're returning a high percentage of the team. Um, you know, such such attackers as Louis Bedori, who will we bring back from Bordeaux, France, who played at Central Connecticut State University. Will we bring back Alec Hughes, who plays at UMass in the AC10. Will we bring in Ronan Dillo from Georgetown, who is a product of the Oakwood system. You know, there's a player from UConn, Musa Wade, who plays as their number 10. Um, we're hoping to return uh, Cooper Neck, who, who transferred from Fairfield over to Dayton. So there's, there's a lot of talent, you know, up top that we're, we're expecting to come back into the mix. That's fantastic to hear. And at least you're going to have some players that are itching to go into the Open Cup. Now, speaking about the Open Cup, like you said, this is your fifth year in existence with the club. Um, is this your first trip to the Open Cup, or you've gone to the Open Cup in the past? No, no, this is our first trip. You know, before the season started, you know, we had a team meeting via Zoom, of course, um, months, months before the kickoff, once, once players committed. And, you know, I put some goals forward um, to the team, and, you know, I asked them, you know, what's realistic? You know, what, what can we agree to accomplish um, as a group? You know, we're, we're a bunch of individuals at the current moment, but when we get together, you know, collectively, what are our team goals? You know, we listed them out. 
You know, first it's make the playoffs. Then it's host a playoff game. Then it's, you know, finish top of the table. Then it's win the conference. Then it's, you know, make the regional finals. And then it's win the regional finals. Like we're probably making the open cup. So one of, one of the team goals was make the open cup. And, you know, the team said, Hey coach, you know, we, we can do this. We can accomplish this. So really, really proud that we were able to, to do that. So it's, it's a new adventure for us, the Open Cup. One and done, and the hope is you can move on into the next round. Now, obviously, U.S. soccer has not uh, put out the potential second-round schedule yet, and uh, there's still plenty of time for them to do so, and we'll wait when that happens. But um, if I can ask this, we all know Hartford Athletic uh, is in USL Championship, a second-division club has there been some secretive squawking going on between the two teams? Are you trying to I, tell I, them? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call it secretive. And actually, U.S. soccer did announce the pairing. So um, if our club is, is fortunate enough to win the first game, um, we will have a Harvard Derby with Harvard City All Harvard right. Athletic, which is right dream scenario for us. Wouldn't want it any other way. That is fantastic. I would love to watch that. I, I would love to see uh, what both Hartford clubs are going to do uh, for the very first time in their their existence. Two separate leagues, two different clubs, one city. I bet you there's going to be a lot of talk in downtown Hartford before that game begins. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the Hartford the, – the, I would say going beyond the Harvard soccer community, I would say the, the, the Connecticut soccer community is going to talk a lot about that. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the team we're putting together for the cup um, really is represented from the state. Uh, I mean, I've, I've called numerous friends and colleagues across the state from all different levels of university um, at the local level to make sure that the, the top talent from Connecticut can be represented in the open cup. You know, I feel it's, it's important not just for the club, but for the state to showcase our best talent and provide the opportunity for those players um, in the next rounds to really test themselves, you know, to, to not have any reservations as they look back on their careers and say, yeah, you know, I played a game against a second division team. You know, I did more than hold my own. I won that game. You know, we went up to Gillette. You know, we played the reps. I want that for the state of Connecticut. I want more players to understand that, you know, there are, there are pathways uh, of showcasing yourself um, in opportunities just like the Open Cup. No, absolutely. You cannot ignore those opportunities no matter where they come from. So let's talk about your opponents. Uh, Hartford, Af- excuse me, Hartford City will be hosting Oyster Bay United FC out of Long Island, New York. And, you know, Normally, I would say advantage Hartford, but you got to be careful with Oyster Bay. They have knocked off two uh, former Open Cup champions in the New York Greek Americans and the New York Pancyprian Freedoms through qualification. They are a plucky bunch. They will fo- either they will force you into some things you don't want to do in regulation. They may pull it off and go into extra time. They may put you into penalties. 
what is going to make you feel confident against Oyster Bay United and what gets you a little nervous about them? So you know, a tremendous amount of respect for that club and what they've been able to accomplish in making this far. Um, any team that comes out of the, the cosmopolitan area certainly has quality players and has proven themselves. You know, so for us, you know, what worries me is right, that's, a, that's a team that gels. Right? They play within the UPSL. Uh, they play together. They train together. Um, they've got chemistry. You know, where we can be prepared is we'll, we'll do our due diligence. We'll do our homework. You know, we'll put together a game plan. But at the end of the day, um, I can only worry about what my team does. And I understand, you know, they've got some pieces and some players that have played abroad and down in South America. And, right? They're, they're quality at the, at the individual level. But, you know, we're focused on putting together the best possible team, the most organized team, right, with some, some elements of, of tactics that we believe are going to be successful in the game. So, you know, as we kind of march towards March 22nd, um, we're just focused on what we have to do and what we have to accomplish. And then, right, I, I believe we'll we'll achieve the results that we want. Nick, thank you for your time. I really do appreciate it. Good luck in March, and good luck when the season begins in the NPSL for 2022. Thank you for your time, sir. Yeah, very much appreciate it. I, I, hope, I hope we can be speaking again in April. I hope so, too. Thank you very <laughs> much. Right, Thank you. All right, sir. All right, bye-bye now. Nick Balestieri, head coach of Hartford City FC, as they're getting ready for their opening round matchup in the U.S. Open Cup against Oyster Bay United. Joining me now from the state of Ohio, and uh, this man is getting ready for his first matchup in the Open Cup. Actually, it's going to be another opportunity in the Open Cup. Uh, he's from Cleveland SC. Samuel Seibert joins me tonight to talk about their club going into the Open Cup. Sam, good evening, and how are you? Good evening. I'm doing great. Uh, doing great now that we're we're getting closer to match day. That's right. That's right, and it's going to be exciting. I cannot wait. You know, um, I, I have to say, there's been a not a lot of people can talk about. Ohio being a hotbed of soccer. We always talk about back in the day, uh, New Jersey, St. Louis, Miami. But, you know, I think, and even Minnesota, but I think Ohio has proven to be another hotbed of great talented players, great clubs. Of course, we all know about the crew in Columbus, FC Cincinnati. And, you know, I, I just feel like, Everything comes together, especially when you've got a great state and the people who live in Ohio get behind this sport. Absolutely, I agree. Uh, you know, there's many, many teams, and uh, and furthermore, uh, growing uh, throughout the entire state. And uh, to see uh, other clubs pop up and uh, put the pedal to the metal and do well in their respective divisions or respective leagues. Uh, all throughout the great state, it's it's been phenomenal, and uh, it, it just goes to prove to you how much talent we actually have in this state, and how much talent will stay 
stay home and represent their state uh, because they're they're loyal to uh, their surroundings. They're fantastic coaches, and uh, they they really put forth the, a massive effort to to represent the great state of, of OHIO every time they're out there. Now I have to say I don't uh, I kind of uh, remember Cleveland City Stars when they were running around in USL at the time. And, you know, they had a great, great following. Uh, and I must also believing you have a great following with Cleveland SC. What's the people been like since the club's been around? Oh, just as soon as we announced it uh, back in 2018, it was just a, a huge deal. Everyone just jumped out of, of uh, the depths of, uh, of despair of not having a team uh, that could – represent us on a, on a semi-professional level. And uh, it, it's just always been um, further growing since then. And uh, just the, the support that we have from, from not only our, our great supporters group, Six City Syndicate, but also just all the different local clubs, all the different local groups, uh, youth groups, high, you know, other uh, high school teams that are, that are strong in the area that continue to perform very well on, on the pitch they're, they're in their own respects. Uh, everyone's just been super uh, great in, in welcoming us, assisting us, and just supporting us and, and coming out to, to, to see our guys uh, perform well on the pitch. Now, I have to ask you, I mean, this is probably your second or third attempt uh, in the Open Cup, I believe. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, there was that one moment where mm-hmm. Cleveland did face FC Cincinnati in the U.S. Open Cup during that big run they had, I think back in 2017, uh, unfortunately opening round or second round loss to FC Cincinnati when they had that big run going into the semifinals, losing to the New York Red Bulls in extra time, three goals to two. But what can you talk about that matchup against FC Cincinnati where it really looked like that, you could have pulled out the big upset against them. Absolutely. So that was uh, our previous, our predecessors in the league, AFC Cleveland. Um, ah. I was there. Uh, I was I was there as part of the, the squad that day um, in the booth, uh, just kind of doing the support role. But um, that was something that was a phenomenal experience and that is something that uh many of our players were also on that team uh and have just been yearning for another moment like that ever since um that is an experience that i'll never forget an experience that honestly cleveland should have won that game but uh it it was just uh, (laughs) fantastic to see fantastic to see that uh we had a uh just a heightened level of of composure and um, just the uh, overall abilities during that match, um, which you know further proved once once we started as Cleveland FC to uh, that we knew that you know that was the top talent in Cleveland and we continued with with a much much of those players. Um, for for if us, can, uh-huh. this is our second time going into. In, yep, I'm sorry, I was just going to say this is our second time trying to get in the Open Cup. Uh, you know, we we were invited. Uh, last year, and we were set to head down to, to Nashville uh, and play a, a club down there. And unfortunately, that that didn't happen. And uh, we've been we've been available ever since to to finally get our, our feet wet and, and finally do this thing. We're just 
over the moon to, to get ready for it. If I can ask you this, um, you know, I, I've talked with uh, Damon Gochner, owner of the Denton Diablos. I know he had, this is like his third chance now to finally get his first case of an open cup match uh, for his club, the Diablos, to play in. How devastating and how disappointing was it that U.S. soccer had to cancel the tournament again? Uh, but for you, that was like the first time that you were trying to get into it. It's It, it was devastating. You know, we're... we're we just we continue to perform within our league, perform to do what, perform as well as we possibly can to be one of the top uh, teams in the league. We come out of a very difficult conference, a very difficult region. Uh, it seems like annually now, and uh, at the same time, we're just we just want that opportunity to to show it on a national level um, against uh, the other leagues, so that we can we can show just how good Cleveland is, just how how good the NPSL is. Uh, and, and help other, others rec- uh, understand that we're a force to be reckoned with. Who would you say is your most toughest opponent in the Rust Belt Conference? Erie, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Rochester, or Syracuse? It's very difficult to say. Um, we're all so close. Um, I would say that it's pretty much a three-way tie between Buffalo, Erie, and Pittsburgh. Um, ah. And the reasons are we have Pittsburgh coming on strong this last year with a lot of uh, younger players that are starting to come into their own. Um, and we have Erie that is just always well-prepared, very scrappy, well-coached. And then on top of that, uh, Buffalo is always there to give us a fight. Um, they have a, a narrow pitch that always gives us problems especially when we're, when we're heading there. So it's, uh, it's tough to say, but I would say that if, if you have to pinpoint a, a specific rival that uh, we love to beat, it would be Erie. And why not? I think Erie's probably closer uh, to Ohio than probably some of the other places you've got to go to in that Rust Belt Conference. Um, you know, when we, we talk about the Open Cup, obviously, you know, we like to mirror, or I like to mirror, those moments in England, like with the FA Cup, uh, the Copa del Rey in Spain, the Italian Cup, and, of course, the German DFB Cup. Um, what do you say when you talk about the Open Cup and, and you can compare it to those uh, FA Cup situations in Europe? And what memories do you have watching those tournaments that you loved so much? Well... We're mainly focused on creating our own memories. We that may sound selfish and, and self divulged, but we are really committed no. to to do what's right by by our city. Um, and we do look at the Open Cup as the highest echelon to to prove that. And um, there's a, in a lot of aspects we don't get the respect that we deserve. Um, and and we just prove that on the pitch. The guys work so hard. They prepare all throughout the season, all throughout the year, uh, sometimes as a group, sometimes individually, but they're always on point. Um, and, and they just, they just care about each other. So we really, it's just a matter of, of making our own memories that we've made so many over even just the, the five years we've been in existence here. So, um, you know, it's something that uh, I do see, you know, recollection of, of memories of watching other matches uh, as far as how we play, how our guys step up in the right moment, and, and just 
do things that uh, you just don't see in practice every day. Um, and, and that's the kind of stuff that we focus on and, and we love to, to remember uh, our own selves for because we play for each other. Which players are returning from last year? Or are you going to have a brand new roster ready for the, two, for the uh, 2022 season? We have uh, we don't have very much turnover this year so far. Um, we we're looking at uh, our, our our general core sticking the same. Um, we have our, our, our primary uh, scorers, our primary uh, midfielders, our primary de- defense. Which honestly, we, we really pride ourselves in, on that back line. Uh, and, and our keeper is going to be there. So you know, and he was the NPSL keeper of the year, uh, Connor Cable. So. It, we are not um, worried about our starting eleven, but we are are looking at uh, adding some some extra legs, some some extra fire, uh, some from some of the the local guys here to to help us with this cup run. That's fantastic to hear, and uh, I hope you're going to have great success in this edition. And obviously, this will be the first time, well, second time, like you said. Uh, you you qualified for it first time. You're finally going to get a run out of it, so it's going to be very very fun uh, to have and to see uh, your players performing. What's it the feeling like? Because we all know technology of today, streaming. Um, everyone is able to stream their their games live, whatever platforms they use. What's it going to be like to see Cleveland SC being on ESPN Plus for the very first time? Uh, it is a dream. It's a it's a, a step that in the right direction. It's it's something that uh, I envisioned from day one that we could get to that point and to have that opportunity for anyone anywhere to watch us on that professional platform uh, that has been around for so long. Um, you know, it, it from a logistics standpoint and from a quality standpoint, it may not be much different from what we usually usually use. But just to have that name recognition uh, is, is really cool. And uh, we think that that is really a, a great thing that U.S. soccer did for those that are going to be in this tournament, uh, to have that partnership and, and have that, uh, that platform for, for anyone to find pretty easily. Everyone who's a, a soccer fan, a sport fan, knows ESPN and know, knows how to get there. Uh, so it, it just gives us that extra exposure to uh, – to, to perform and, and feel proud about uh, being a part of that cup this year. Absolutely. Okay, let's talk about your opponents for the opening round. Uh, your opening round matchup, you're going to be hosting Chicago FC United out of USL League 2. Um, that's going to be a very tough matchup. They have done very well in opening rounds. They haven't gone far too much. But when they get a hold of you and they're going to, you know, find a way to beat you, they usually do. What's up the sleeve for Cleveland and how are you going to handle Chicago FC United? We're going to maintain possession like we always do. Um, but uh, the biggest thing for, for us is uh, we will do our homework. We will be prepared. We will know who and what they want to do in order to, to help sway – things in their direction uh and we'll be ready for it um we we pride ourselves in the preparation our coaching staff is phenomenal 
that's probably uh, the strongest suit that we have is is preparation of, of our opponent. Um, so we'll we'll know how to how to handle it. Um, but there, you know, there it, it is a strong group. Uh, it, it's some it's, it's a group that has been around. They have done things. They've had success. Uh, so we know their confidence will be there. Um, so that's something that you know it'll be tough to break them, but uh, we will be pre- prepared for it. That's Samuel Seibert, Cleveland SC, getting ready for his first round matchup in the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup 2022 edition, round one. Sam, thank you for your time. I really do appreciate it. Good luck in the Open Cup this year, and hope to have you back on uh, after the opening round matchup. Thank you again. Sounds great. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, Samuel Seibert, Cleveland SC as they are getting ready for their opening round matchup in the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. Waiting on my next guest to join me, coming all the way down from South Florida in South Beach, representing Miami United FC, Mr. Roberto Saka. Whoop, just had him, and... uh, Hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully he won't run away from uh, another introduction. So uh, trying to get him back on. And uh, had a little bit of a difficulty there by mistake. So let us try and bring him back on. As we uh, there we go. And Six, let's four, see if we have three, him. Zero, five, hmm. three, one, eight, two. That's unheard of. I thought we had him. I guess we have a, another issue here. So we're going to try and bring him back on. But Miami United, Miami United coming in. Now let's see here if we have him on. Roberto Saka of Miami United. Are you there, sir? Who's this? This is Daniel Feuerstein, Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. Hi, hi, Daniel. How are you? Good. I'm doing very well. Um, yeah, yes, fantastic. Yes, I texted the wrong number for you. I apologize. Um, no, but no anyway, <laughs> nope. Wonderful. Anyway, Mr. Saka, thank you for coming on the show. We all know how big. We don't have to really say how big football is in South Florida. We all know if Conmebol is not on the continent, Conmebol is in Miami. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just fantastic. Um, you know, this is the uh, uh, big moment, as always. Your club in the past has come into Open Cup play many years in the past it has been wonderful to watch how your club has been on the pitch uh especially down in the miami area to go out and play some wonderful football i think you even had a time where i think you had one player either on a hat trick or he scored four goals in a single match and that was just amazing to see the talent that you are able to gather in the Miami area, not just 
what yeah, you have to yeah. go through. Yeah, no, Davido have... Shoa. You're talking about Davido Shoa. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was uh, the historic, the historic run uh, that we did in back in 2018. Uh, actually, last uh, our our last um, uh, our last uh, appearance uh, in the U.S. Open Cup. It was very uh, amazing, amazing, amazing run. Uh, we, I think, we are only the, the the only club in PSL that to reach, you know the the fourth round, right, uh, of the yep. of the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, and playing against an MLS team, uh, uh, it was uh, it was a uh, it was uh, it was a block. It was a block. Yes, it was absolutely. But you know what? That was a great run that your club had back yeah. then. And I have to tell you, yeah. uh, I always enjoy watching uh, those clubs that are going to try and challenge uh, the big boys when they get to the bigger and, of course, uh, shall we say it, the more dangerous rounds when you get to either clubs representing second division or the top division of American soccer. Um, and with Miami United, you know, there, there's tons of other clubs now you have to fight off against for players. Miami FC, of course, uh, the former Miami Fusion, uh, that was there, like the, uh, the last incarnation of them. Just a couple of different Miami football clubs that represent either MPSL or even those cities that are not far from Miami, like Boca Raton. How many times do you have to fight for these players to, you know, push these clubs away to make Miami United FC successful? Well, um, well, Miami United, uh, you know, is a, a melting pot right now of, uh, you know, of players. We actually have, uh, you know, a few Americans um and all the rest you know is um you know argentinian colombian venezuela brazil italy uh a little bit all over the place and uh and um and yes i mean the 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 good thing is that um, you know through the us open cup basically not 2018 uh even 2019 we had a very good season you know we sent like a few a few players um overseas uh, we got we got a few guys that are right now are playing, you know, in the national team of eighty Trinidad and Tobago, um, El Salvador, um, and uh, it's a it, you know it's a it's a great a gratitude for us, you know, it's a you know it's a success for us when we see, you know, the platform that we create and um, to launch this guy in their professional career. I think uh, you know Miami United is the most important springboard on uh, on the career of uh, any uh, players that is in the limbo that um, that he will go uh, eventually professional, um, you know, uh, in their career. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely, and you know, why not play and uh, have a great life? in uh, sunny South Florida, enjoying the sun, yeah. enjoying the, the scenery, and enjoying the good food down yeah. there. Uh, it's yeah, just wonderful exactly. to be down there. Exactly. Yeah. No, the, weather, the weather for sure here helps. Uh, the weather for sure here helps a lot. Uh, I mean, the condition of the field and, you know, the condition of the players. And also 
since he's uh you know he's uh you know Miami is the the capital right of the you know the South America is a little bit of a, a, a point of me of uh, of all the all the South American players so so uh, it's no hard to find the right talent here. Uh, I mean, um, I, I, I discovered sometimes. Uh, one, one time, I remember I discovered a guy from, uh, you know, from uh, from a park, and now he's, you know, a couple of uh, a couple of months ago, he was playing at the Bombonera, marking Messi, you know, so with the, with the Haiti national team. So it's uh, it's very it's very it's a lot of talent down here in South Florida, and we are very. Uh, we're very proud here on of the market that uh, what, what it offer, right? Lucky enough to have someone who has played at the La Bombonera. I mean, one of the most uh, celebrated and historical soccer grounds in all of Argentina. Not saying that you know yeah. where River Plate plays is uh, you know uh, uh, you know a sneeze or two away or whatever, but you know when. When you when you see Boca Juniors having a party on a football pitch, and especially their fans up and down on the seats, I mean that that's a wild, wild, uh, you know, fun time. I would love to check out one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss I miss also that that field. I want to go one day at the Bombonera. I've never been there. Yeah. Me neither. I've only watched on television whenever it's Boca versus River. But definitely, I would love yeah. to go check it out. But I, I don't know if you know. I don't know if you know. We 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 play against Boca Juniors here. Uh, in uh, when they came here in uh, in preseason uh, <clears throat> back in 2018, I think. Yeah, 2018. Mm-hmm. They, they invite us to play uh, a scrimmage in uh, in Sarasota. It was a very good experience for us. You know, there's, uh, for for our kids, they were. It was very, you know, fantastic, unforgettable experience. Was Carlos Tevez on the club or Riquelme? Yeah, or yeah, no? yeah. It was Carlos. It was Carlos Tevez. Uh, Di Benedetto was there. All the, you know, ah. the, 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 you know, the the big team, the the big team. Yeah. And uh, also, yeah. we play. No, absolutely. We play. Also, we play River Plate. Uh, the the year before on the 2017, uh, we played the the River Plate and uh, it was uh, it was it was another good experience. San Lorenzo also it was in preseason when they won the the World Cup, uh, the team World Cup for San Lorenzo. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, here, Miami, as I say, is a, you know it's a little bit the capital here, so sometimes you find you know the those teams that they came here to for preseason and. Uh, and you know you you know you you have the, the the chance to to and the opportunity to play against them and uh, it's beautiful, right? No, that's fantastic, and I love to hear uh, stories like that. That's beautiful to hear. But um, I gotta say, uh, it's been a while, like you said, it's been a while since Miami United has been in the Open Cup. When you talk to your players who are getting ready for a big, big single elimination tournament match like the Open Cup is, what do you tell them? What stories uh, do you share with them? And, and what questions do they ask you about this situation when you're trying to not just face off against uh, your opponents, whoever you get drawn with, but you know the possibility of taking a long trip to maybe get to the final if, if you do get there? 
No, we, 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 we're you know basically our uh, our goal this year is uh, is you know at least to arrive to the to the to the third round, right? You know, I know mm-hmm. I know it's gonna be it's gonna be tough because we already play U.S. Open Cup. We know how tough it is. It's a single match, uh, no chance of error, um, and uh, and uh, you know it's a great platform. The U.S. Open Cup is the the only way actually right now in the U.S. system that uh, you know you got you know a, a small team uh, can compete uh, against uh, the the bigger guys. So, so, and, uh, and for sure, you know, the legacy of Miami United, you know, we, we're going to leave everything on the field, you know, like, uh, doesn't matter why, you know, the, the jersey of Miami United is heavy and the guys know about it. Um, so, so we, we want, uh, we want, uh, you know, we, we started, of course, you know, with, uh, as a underdog, we are the underdog, right? And, uh, we accept mm-hmm. it. Uh, is that, uh, you know, if we go out to the first round, um, it's, you know, uh, it's a, it's a tough competition. Let me tell you, it's a very tough competition. Even if you, uh, even the first round is tough. So, so because, uh, all the teams say they, they, they leave their life on the field. So, so we gotta be prepared, uh, uh, physically, um, mentally, and um and everything i mean uh and and bring you know the m p s l uh you know high uh and bring our club uh the highest highest possible and hope hopefully you know we we're gonna when i get to the third round that's what you know i told the coach uh jose luis Pichareal. I told them, listen, this is this is our our goal. If we get to the third round, I'm happy. That's it. You know, I don't want that. You know, playing against you know the Inter Miami, I guess. Um. So so that will be that that will be our goal. You know, and uh, and, uh, and let's see if we if we arrive at that, that point. Um. Uh, I think it will be it will be amazing. I think it will be too. So you have your opponent. It's going to be local. Uh, you're going to take on City Soccer FC, and you'll be playing in Hialeah, Florida, Ted Hendricks Stadium. Um, what do you know about City Soccer FC, this amateur club, and how dangerous will they be for Miami United? Yeah, listen, let me tell you something. City Soccer is a very, 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 very good organization. Um top quality players uh, um you know we got them on uh, on uh, you know a local league here in the NSL you know just you know this league that uh, is the whole season that we play there just to keep the ball rolling and uh and uh city soccer is a very very tough team uh it's, it's probably level of uh, uh Oh, basically, a, you know, a third division, something, you know, I guess they have, but they have like a professional, former professional players. They got, they got a long time they play together. We know already very well city soccer. So, so it's going to be, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game. I believe you. And, and hopefully course, Miami you know, United will come through. Will... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of course, uh, you know, the second round uh, will be, uh, who's gonna win against Miami United? City Soccer will play against Miami FC. 
uh, which uh, which is of course you know my NFC is uh, you know another level you know the you yeah. know, the difference between uh, between us and uh, and the Miami Miami FC is uh, uh-huh. you know they're professional players they leave uh, yes they leave from uh, with uh, you know with the with the soccer you know like uh, those guys they. Uh, they're training every day, probably sometimes twice or twice a day, and you know we yep. we have um, you know a lot of bunch of guys that uh, that of course you know they they work in you know during the day, so basically this is the difference um, that uh, that is we gotta we gotta we gotta get that gap uh, short you know because that gap is mm-hmm. is big at, at the moment, uh, so we are working right now to. To bring that gap a little, a little shorter, so so you know, so to kind of uh, you know face uh, either Miami is a city soccer or Miami FC or whatever it comes uh, uh, to play with us, and you know, and uh, you know, with that shorter gap, so so we can face them, um, you know, uh, smoothly, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Roberto, thank you for your time. I really do appreciate it. Uh, good luck in March and uh, hope you guys advance to the next round. Thank you for your time, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much to be on the show and uh, I'll say hello to everybody. All right. Thank you. Roberto Sacco, Miami United FC, as uh, they are going to have a tough time with city soccer FC in Florida. Up next, we've been waiting for them to play in their first open cup match for a very long time. And now, their opportunity has come. It is Minneapolis City SC, and joining me right now, the head coach, Matt Van Benschotten, will be t- uh, talking about the club. Matt, good evening, and how are you? Hey, Daniel, how are you doing? Very, gr- very good, very good. Welcome to the show, and uh, this must so be a very happy day for you. We rem- I remember... Minneapolis City was supposed to be in an Open Cup a couple of years ago, but because of Correct. league switching uh, by the club, that you, you lost that spot. But now you don't have to worry about yep. that anymore. You're in, you're going to play, and finally you're going to get your shot. That's, I mean, that's the hope, right? Like, we, we did the same thing for 2020 and then COVID hit, and so we, we will believe it when we see it, and when we actually kick off against Des Moines, that's, that's when it will actually sit in. But uh, all, all things are pointing to us actually finally being able to play in our first U.S. Open Cup game, and, and we're really excited for it. How much is everyone in the club, not just the players, not just you, but the front office and ownership just basically chomping at the bit to finally get to this level? Yeah, a lot. Uh, we actually had a meeting last night, our annual general meeting with our members and, and had about 50 people out there. And, and one of the things I love about City and, and our support is, is that it, it doesn't matter the, where it is, what's happening, they're always going to show up. And so, you know, to be able to step into such a prestigious tournament like the U.S. Open Cup and represent Minneapolis and, and our community, like we're, we could not be more excited. And uh, yeah, we're, we're hoping we actually get down to Des Moines next month, but uh, we're very excited for it. Oh, I bet you guys are. And, of course, we all know about that opponent, Des Moines Menace, um, a very tough customer. <coughs> Pardon me. We'll get to them in a moment. But uh, no we want to talk about Minneapolis for a moment here. I mean, we all know about Minnesota United, obviously, Minnesota United FC, you know, the top dogs. 
in the inside the state of Minnesota soccer and everything uh, to to get into the conversation with so many clubs that have been you know up and down the state. We all know Minneapolis, St. Paul, the Twin Cities. Everything runs through them, especially University of Minnesota. The Golden Gophers are absolutely, uh, you know, the best collegiate soccer program that is probably famous. If they do have one, I'm assuming they do. But what's it like when you have all this from the Minneapolis side of the, of the Twin Cities uh, coming to these home games and making it into a fortress? Yeah, it's it's incredible, and I, I know I say that and everybody says that, but it truly is incredible, and, and honestly, as a coach and for us as a team, like it's, it's humbling to know that people are so invested in us and they believe in what we're doing, and, you know, similar to, to your last guest that, that was on, we, we've always kind of taken the underdog moniker. We know, like, you know, where we sit in kind of the soccer pyramid if, if there was one that existed, but, um, no, we're – it's – it's incredible. And, and I know, you know, just in the conversations that I've had with players, you know, as we go into USL two this next year and, um, but also continue to play in the NPSL, like it's, it's going to be a challenge. But one of the, one of the things that has, has come up continuously with all of our players is that they, they, they love representing Minneapolis and there's something different, you know, to put on that Jersey and, and represent the crest. And everybody says that, but it, it really, every single time I talk to players, they're just like, I, I want to be a part of this. There's probably even, you know, other opportunities that they could have with maybe more professionally rubbed clubs in, in different parts of the country, but they choose us and they choose us because there is that big tie back to the community. Um, our, our supporters are a big part of our club, just like our players and our staff are. And so when you kind of have that, that unity amongst everybody, it's, it really is a, it, it, it becomes a lot of fun at Edor Nelson Field when you get a couple hundred, maybe even a thousand people out there no, that's uh, fan- you know, on a weekend basis. Mm-hmm. No, that's fantastic to hear. And I love hearing about that because, I mean, obviously everyone could just say forget this and just, we're just going to concentrate on the top division side. But it really goes to Absolutely. show that Minnesota does love whichever community has uh, whether it be a professional, semi-professional, amateur team, they'll still mm-hmm. basically support it all the way, uh, everything that goes Absolutely. on. Uh, yeah, and it's, and it's fun to hear, and I love hearing about that, and that's wonderful. But I've, ne- I've never had to worry about anything, in, you know, Minnesota-related because, I mean, you know, having colleagues from Minnesota, uh, you know, I talk to them as much as possible. Oh, you got to come over here. you got to mm-hmm. check it out. This is unbelievable. You're going <laughs> to wish – you're going to wish you would move to Minnesota. I'm fine where I am. Nothing, nothing's wrong with yeah, me yeah. where I am. But, but, you know, I just love seeing the, uh, the passion dripping from everyone's uh, body when it comes to, you know, uh, especially in the state of Minnesota when they support the sports yeah. soccer the way that they have. Of course, going all the way back to the old original Minnesota Thunder days. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, and even Minnesota kicks before that, so. You know, and, yep. that's, and that's a big exactly. piece of who we are is, you know, when we started with this, uh, you know, seven years ago, the whole intent was to try to give Minnesota players a platform, you know, nationally. And, and we understand, like, we're, we're not L.A., we're not Texas, we're not New York, they're, we're even Florida. Like, there's some great soccer hotbeds. But we also feel that there's some really good players here in Minnesota. And for us to be able to do what we do and use our brand to, to promote those players is, is the ultimate goal. And, you know, you mentioned the other teams that are here in, in the NPSL, and, and it's great. Like, you know, we – it's not just about us. It's about 
having some of those other clubs like a Duluth and 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 Aris and um, you know Med City to to give more of those players the opportunities. And so, yeah, we we love who we are um, because we're we're very deeply tied to our community in Minnesota, and and I think that's a big reason why we have such such passionate and committed fans as they they realize that this really is tied back to the community that we all live in. Now, I have to ask you about uh, being, well, not just being in the Midwest region, but the North Conference. I mean, you're in a conference, yeah. uh, you, you know, Dakota Fusion, Duluth FC, mm-hmm. Joy St. Louis Park, uh, LC, Aris, Med, you know, I would have to assume your rivals are Med City FC uh, and Sioux Falls Thunder. What, how difficult mm-hmm. of a conference has the North been since you've been a part of it? It's tough, man. It really is. I mean, if you look back to 2018, we made it to Midwest regionals. I think we had a bye, and Duluth ended up winning their game, and then they ended up beating us, and then they went on to the national final four. And so by no means is it is it a cakewalk. You've got some really good teams here with Duluth and Med City, and, you know, even before 2018, um, Dakota Fusion went over to Detroit City and, and played there because, you know, they, they, they won. So – it's it's very competitive and, and again I know that there's some some facets of the country like ah it's the Midwest it's you know it is what it is but there's some very talented teams and just as equally passionate clubs as us that are are trying to do things the right way. No, I don't blame them at all, and I bet it is a very difficult club to play against. Um, when you are watching these Open Cup games now, obviously, like we have already said, this will be your first time really competing. Um, after, I guess, two or three times. You, this will be your third time mm-hmm. qualifying for it. Um, when you watch these Open Cup games, I mean, I know it's a little bit of jealousy because you wish you were there. You wish you were going to be a part of it. <laughs> Absolutely. But, what, but, but if I can just throw that out for a moment. Yeah. What games do, you know, when we start with the streaming, you know, the YouTubing, now with ESPN+, you know, what games sticks in your mind that says to you, this was a hell of a run by this club in the lower divisions of American soccer that got this far? Yeah, I, I always go back to Christos, uh, and I don't remember what year it was, um, where they hosted D.C. United, and, and I just remember vividly, oh, yeah. like, them scoring the free kick and going up 1-0 and just how much it meant to everybody in that stadium who was behind Christos, and, and that's that's the beauty of it, right? Like that's the magic and mm-hmm. David beat Goliath, you know, on any given day. Um, and that's the cool thing about the open cup. And, and certainly for us, and, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about the one that it's like, they're very much a Goliath, but we're, we're like, Hey, we, we've got our stones. We've got our slingshot. Like we're, we're going to give it our, our ultimate best and, and try to come after these guys. And if we win great. If not, then hey, we give it our best shot. But I mean, that's the beauty of it, right? Like, where else do you get an opportunity to see some of these lower-tier pl- clubs play the best of the best in MLS or, you know, a- across whatever league it is, right? Like, it's it's just such a unique opportunity. No, absolutely. And that's what I love about I mean, I remember that goal very, very vividly uh, when Chris yeah. Coase beat DC one nothing on that great free-kick goal. Unfortunately, uh, they just couldn't hold out any longer, and DC basically broke the dam and scored three unanswered after uh, they tied it up before halftime uh, in that one. But I will say this, though. I thought the the crowd was unbelievable for Christos. Yeah. It was like 
It's supposed to be a home game for D.C., yet they're playing in the backyard. <laughs> of course, right, right. I mean, come on. What the heck? Uh, what the hey, heck is that? Hey, no, and that's – it's it's great, man. And, and th- again, this, that's the other piece of it is, like, you can see how much it means to those fans and those supporters, right? Like, everybody's passionate yep. about your club, but it's it's there's something different to it when, when you really feel – and, again, we're fortunate to have such a great fan base that, that we feel – such intimately tied to and, and the same thing. And so, you know, when, when we succeed, they succeed. When, when we lose, they, they take it personally as well. And, and like you said, to watch, just to watch the reaction from the Christos crowd on that goal was unbelievable. So I'm, I'm hoping we can create some magical memories as well here in about a month. Now, and I hope so too. We'll see what happens. Now, um, now we're going to get into Des Moines menace. We all, I, I think you know very well, um, this club has made the Open Cup many, many years, many, many times. They've had some great success. They've advanced past the opening round many times. Sometimes they've even gone as far as the third round, even the fourth round every once in a while. I mean, sometimes they get stopped in the second. But, you know, that program has been very good and very dangerous. What are you expecting from them, and what's the game plan? Yeah, I mean, like you said, they are very accomplished as a club. Uh, obviously, USL two national champions last year's is pretty good. Um, so we we know we're in for a dogfight for sure. Um, you know, that, like like you said, they've they've made the Open Cup. They've got the experience. Um, you know, I think where we can potentially have an advantage is we we have a staff that's been together for a long time. We've got players who have been playing for a while, and you know, we've been we've had the opportunity to be training since. December, so I'm hoping with a little bit more preparedness we can come in and kind of catch them off guard in some moments and, you know, catch them on a, maybe a counter or two. But, no, I mean, for us, the, the game plan is always the same. It's to come in and, and be confident, to be relentless, and to be fearless. Like, it doesn't matter who we're playing. Like, we're going to step on the field, and, and we're going to try to get after it and, and try to beat you. So, um, but like you said, I, I know our guys are pumped. Like, it means, it means the world to them because they've earned this right? Like they were the ones who last year had such a great, great um, showing on the field that they're like, Hey, this is our opportunity that we can own. Um, Let's go make the most of it. Right. And again, if we lose whatever, but like, we're going to go, we're absolutely going to get our best shot after it. And and I I think we'll have a good chance. I think so too. So, well, Matt, thank you very much for your time. I really, truly appreciate it. Thank you. Good luck in March. Uh, in round one of the Open Cup, and uh, let's see if you can knock off one of those giants of USL League 2. I appreciate it. We're, uh, we're looking forward to it, and thanks again for having me on. No problem. Thank you for coming on. Have a good night. You too. All right. All right. Matt Van Benshoten, head coach of Minneapolis City SC, as uh, they're getting ready for their big matchup in the Open Cup in March. Joining me right now, all the way down in the southeast, Somewhere in the middle of between Florida Panhandle and Louisiana, this is the head coach of Southern States SC, Carl Reynolds, joins me. Carl, good evening, and how are you? Good evening, Daniel. How are you? Very well. Thank you very much. And uh, this must be a very big moment for the club. I know they've only been around for like a year or so. And this is the Open Cup, like the FA Cup, the German Cup, the Italian Cup, the Copa del Rey. 
this is what you want to get involved with. This is the metal that you want to be tested on. Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, uh, we had in England that we may be in it towards the end of last season, but obviously when you get the get the call and the email to say that, you've, uh, that you're going to be in the first round and even better host the first round, obviously everybody's delighted here. So it's... Um, it's it's been crazy the last few weeks. It's obviously we prepare for that, and, and obviously we found out today that if we win, we go away to to Birmingham Legion, which is uh, which is another fantastic tie. So yeah, everybody's very excited, but it's also been really well earned. Everybody's been uh, fantastic since the day we started, and that's fantastic to hear. And I'm very happy for you guys, and uh, very very happy, especially for the one. And the only, you know who he is, Nigel Bolton. Nigel, you and, I mean, I'll be honest, I think you and Nigel have probably been a very good pair right now uh, for that club. And uh, some, of the success, some of the success that you've brought to the area of where you guys are uh, performing, your, where you got, your club is performing at right now. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Nigel needs to take an incredible amount of credit because, Obviously, he was he was here uh, for a long time with with college and the state director in Mississippi, and um, came over. I played for him, and um, yeah, we we had this, I guess, this idea that we wanted to kind of change the existing culture in in the area and challenge it a little bit, and um, yeah, kind of pretty much hit the ground running and, and dreamed it into reality. So it's um, it's been it's been a, a heck of a ride, but um, hopefully, this is just the beginning for sure. Absolutely. Uh, any players that are going to be uh, coming back from the club from last year? Are you going to lose any players? Or are you going to bring back? Are you able to bring back some players to get ready for this Open Cup season? Yeah, we'll end up returning um, a big core. We probably got about fourteen or fifteen uh, returning. Um, obviously, we were unfortunate or fortunate to to lose um, a couple of players who obviously have gone off and played pro now, which is. Um, like I said, unfortunate because you're losing some top players, but you know, obviously that's that's why we're here. We want to we want to give players the platform to to continue their careers and and follow their dreams. And um, we're really here. Every conversation I have with every player we ever um, come into contact with is, you know, we want to keep developing you. Yeah, we want to win games. Yeah, we want to do things the the right way and our way. But you know, ultimately, we're about developing the players and. Um, if we do that, then I think obviously the club wins, but, but obviously they win as well. And I'm I'm huge on on you know getting to know our players and making sure that you know we're challenging them outside of football as well, because I understand that football finishes at some point. Um, and and obviously that old adage of teach life lessons through football and, and so on. We're we're huge on that and huge on that culture and um, hopefully. When players move on, they're, they're moving on to better things, which obviously some of those players have done. But, yeah, we're fortunate. We're keeping a lot of players on, which is great. We want to make sure we maintain the core. Um, we've got a core that are obviously from, from out of town, internationals, and then we've got a core that um, have either come through our academy or are local to the area. We were really fortunate last year where we were able to give nine um, of our academy players um, their debuts at some point throughout the season which is huge for a club that's, you know, really only been around four or five years. And those kids have been with us since the minute we started. So we're really proud about that. And, and obviously we're committed to continuing the, 
the, the path for homegrown players and, and obviously bridging that gap between, as we all know, youth soccer and, and the next level, which, which is a big gap to bridge. And, and, and that's our commitment. We want to continue to do that. How has the uh, area where you perform at, I believe it's in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, what's the crowd been like? What's the support been like? It sounds like everything's been going very smoothly so far. Yeah, uh, smoothly with a lot of lot of work behind the scenes. I mean, I, I have an unbelievable world that I get to work with every day um, from obviously on the field and off the field. Everybody's so committed to, to making sure that this is a success. So, so a big thank you to them. Um, and the whole community, I think, is really, really um, excited for this. Obviously, this type of thing doesn't happen in Mississippi all too often. I was listening in earlier, and obviously, you've got these clubs in Cleveland and Minnesota and Hartford, and everybody's so excited. And um, You know, we're down in here in Mississippi, and we don't have a, another professional team or anything even close to us. So you can imagine the excitement. And then the, the biggest thing for us as well is, you know, we, we have an academy program. These kids come in really young. And, and the best thing for us and for all our staff and players is to see those guys' faces on game day and, and watching what to them is that next level um, and, and obviously the next level of competition now. Um, that, that's probably the proudest thing for us is to see their faces um, every day that, that we get to, to step out here. And you probably reap all the rewards on the transfer market. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> You can say it. It's okay. It's all right. You're the only club in Mississippi right now. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're lucky. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, we're um, obviously we're for, for most people in the middle of nowhere. But when when you get here and you see what what we have at our disposal, we we have a phenomenal you know owner that I just can't speak highly enough of, and um, really to like like we like I said at the start in order to be able to change the culture you have to be fully committed to it and 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 have a really really clear vision of what we wanted and um yeah it seems very plain sailing but like I said there's a there's a lot of work that goes in every day and um you know we we obviously love that that aspect of it and um yeah to bring it to bring this type of uh level of competition to Mississippi is is obviously fantastic no, that's fantastic to hear, and obviously it's a lot of fun uh, to hear your voice talk about how wonderful everything has been going on down there. But I can ask you this question. Uh, <clears throat> you currently play in the Gulf Coast Conference. Of course, you're along the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, you got a lot of opponents, especially in the Panhandle, Northern Florida, uh, as well as you know, like you know fellow um, states like in Alabama. You got to take on AAFC Mobile. Uh, I, who I actually know the owner of that club, uh, Florida Roots, Jacksonville Armada under the 23 side, New Orleans Jester, Jesters, Pensacola FC, Port City FC, and Tallahassee SC. How dangerous and how tough has this conference been for your club? Yeah, it's um, every every club kind of brings its own um, its own dangers and, and and obviously they have their own ways of playing obviously as well everybody who who coaches in this league understands that every environment that you step in is into is completely different as well from the fans to you know the state of the pitch whether it's turf whether it's grass um, the quality of the players so 
we we have full respect for absolutely everybody in our conference and everybody outside of it. We know that on any given day, anyone can beat anyone. So, um, but yeah, we, we've we've obviously um, we've obviously got some really strong opponents. I, I've said it before to to anyone that will listen. I, I've got so much respect for the likes of you know Jacksonville Armada who have, have been around for so long, um, and and for me do things you know so professionally. Um, so we have a lot of respect for people like that, and and we really look up to them, and we. We kind of guide some of our principles off of that because obviously you're trying to learn from people that are successful. So, yeah, we're we're really we're really fortunate to have a, a strong conference with um, with some strong teams, and and they all give us different different problems, which is which is great for the development of the club, the development of our players, and and obviously ultimately ultimately the, the development of my staff as well. Yeah, absolutely. If I can ask you this. Uh, obviously, what's uh, you know? I'm not going to guess where you're originally from because I think we all know where you're originally from. But what's your favorite FA Cup moment from the club that you support back in England? Uh, so I'm for so my sins a Newcastle fan. Um, so I think probably my favorite moment was an Alan Shearer goal against Tottenham. I think it was in a semi-final um, at Old Trafford. I was a big, big Shearer fan. He was the guy that made me fall in love with football. So. Um, I think that that's, that's a huge one. But, yeah, I mean, I grew up watching, you know, every FA Cup game you can possibly imagine. So there's so many memories. And, and obviously it's, it's great now because I think all of us here that are involved in the U.S. Open Cup, you know, hopefully in a few years' time, we're not even comparing it to the FA Cup because it's become its own competition. And I think that it has the, you know, the, the opportunity to do that. And I think that that's what American soccer should be looking at. I think we should be looking at trying to create our own history and, um, you know, if we if, if we can do that and, and we have like-minded people that obviously continue to, to push the game, I think that ultimately in years to come, we'll just be speaking about all the memories from Open Cup games, you know, rather than, you know, other countries' competitions, which, you know, serves a purpose. But, you know, we want America to be successful, obviously. No, absolutely. Yeah. And that's number one foremost on my mind. Just curious to know, like, you know, yeah. what were your favorite memories back in the day? And as soon as you said Newcastle, I was like, I bet he's going to say Alan Shearer. <laughs> and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Nobody yeah. else. Just him. Um, <laughs> Hero. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, listen. Look. I mean, come on. How many times back in the 80s and early 90s you had to yell for him to, to basically get you out of a jam, you know? <laughs> Yeah, we could do with him now. I know, exactly. Now you got that brand new ownership going on over there at Newcastle. That's even better. So we'll see what happens there. Um, all right. Well, you know, your club will be the only club representing the NPSL that will face another NPSL club, and that will be against and hosting Georgia Revolution. Uh, they have been in the Open Cup many, many times. Very, very uh, well, uh, dri- well-driven team, well-managed team. They, they do not take anything for granted. Uh, when now that you know who your first-round opponent will be, what do you have to be aware of, and what are you going to try and do to advance past them into that next round? I mean, first of all, obviously, we know that if we do get into the next round, that we'd have really earned it. I, I don't think we could have come up against. Uh, a much more difficult opponent. Um, I think it has to be said, you know, Ricky Davey last year and his staff, um, 
I know Ricky and, and it, that he did a fantastic job to get them where they are and, and credit to him. And obviously, you know, they, they, they have a new coach now who's going to come in with his, with his own ideas, but I'm sure um, he's going to want to be just as successful and, uh, and just as driven. We know that they're going to really challenge us. Um, as always, we'll do our homework. They, you know, that, that, that's a given in this league. That, that should be a, a non-negotiable. Um, but we know that they're, they're going to come in and they're going to cause us problems. And it's just for us now to, to work out what their strengths are and see if we can dampen them and, and find out what some of those weaknesses are and see if we can hurt them. And, um, you know, hopefully on the day we'll be saying to the players, as I always say to them, yeah, it's a, it's a big occasion, but we just want them to enjoy the game. That's why, that's why we got into this game in the first place, is to enjoy it. Um, so we're going to want the ball. We're going to hopefully take care of the ball. And hopefully I'll be speaking to you in a couple of weeks' time prepping the, prepping the Legion game. Absolutely. And hopefully we'll get ourselves a great match. And uh, what's it going to be like to have it on national uh, television or at least national streaming through ESPN+. Plus? Yeah, I mean, obviously, anytime you, you get linked to, to organizations like ESPN and, and things like that, it's obviously in, incredible for the club. Um, and, and we're really, really proud of that. And hopefully we can, we can put on a fantastic occasion for, for obviously everybody that's going to be here watching, but also for anybody that's tuning in on ESPN. And, um, yeah, hope, hopefully, you know, when, when people think of Mississippi and, and soccer in, in the South, they they start to think of Southern states. And um, for us, that's, that's our objective. We, we want to be the home of, home of soccer in, in this area. And um, this, is, this is a good start, but just a start. Absolutely. Well, Carl, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Good luck in the opening round. And hope to talk to you again uh, after the matches in March. Thank you so much. Good luck this year. Thank you, Daniel. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem at all. Thank you, Carl. Carl Reynolds, head coach of Southern States SC as they are getting ready for their Open Cup matchup against the Georgia Revolution. My final guest tonight is on the West Coast. His club is in Sin City, but it's always a lot of fun when you get there, and especially when you've got the lights, but don't forget, you get to play with some legends as well. From the Las Vegas legends, Mayor Cohen joining me right now. Uh, Meyer, thank you for your time. Welcome to the show, and good evening, sir. Hey, good evening. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for joining me tonight, and it's wonderful to have you on. Obviously, this is your club's very first time in the U.S. Open Cup. You qualified um, into the tournament for this season. This must have been a big moment that you will not let go of. Yeah, you know, it's Vegas, right? So it's either you go in, all in, or you go home. And, and we're here to go all in. So I'm very excited about it. My players are very excited about the opportunity. So, you know, first round uh, in March, playing a team from Park City, Utah. You know, we just want to take it one game at a time. Exactly. One game at a time, and uh, hopefully Vegas can uh, maybe get on a run and see what happens. And, you know, that second round could be big if you're going to take on your neighbors in the lights, and we'll see what happens on that one. That would be a great Las Vegas derby since Reno's no longer around. Right. Well, I'll tell you the truth, and I don't know if you already know it, but it's actually second-round pairing just announced. And ah. um, Yeah, yeah, and... 
I don't know why, but it seems like the lights are not going to play us, and they're yeah. heading to Arizona, and we're if if we're going to win our game, we're going to go to New Mexico. Oh, so, that's even going to be a uh, bigger matchup. That's going to be tough. I I I think so. You know, I I think uh, I would rather play the strongest teams. You know, so nothing against the Las Vegas Lights, but. Their records was nothing impressive last year, so I would love to win our first round game and then looking on on stronger and stronger opponents as as we go. That's that's the whole uh, that's the whole goal here. No, why not? You want to face the best of the best, and there it is right there. So that's going to be interesting to watch, and uh, hopefully we will see uh, what will happen. But outside of that, let's go back to your club. Um, back during 2020, unfortunately, COVID knocked out the season uh, for the NPSL. Uh, but your side were able to win the ENPSL Cup, defeating Central Florida Panthers. You had a very good group of people, uh, professional gamers, going at it, fighting hard, challenging the Panthers. And I believe you took the, it was, I think it was best two out of three, and you won both games to win the championship. Even though it wasn't played on the field, and it was played on a computer screen, what was that feeling like to get a big top prize and, a, and an actual trophy to win that tournament? You know, that, that year was our first year with NPSL, and we started very strong. We had two games in the month of March, and we, we scored 11 goals in two games, and we were ready to roll. And when COVID hit, we were very, very disappointed. Um, but, but because we're super competitive, when we found out that the ENPSL is going to be played, I called a couple of my good buddies, and I said, I want to put the best team out there. And it was, uh, you know, obviously not the trophy that we want to win, but it was the second best trophy, especially um, when there was no other trophy on that year. So we were excited to win that. Um, you know, we're, we're here in Vegas. I told you we're super competitive. We, we got to go all in. So um, ENPSL was, uh, was great. We came short last year, NPSL uh, – Playoff game was was started bad for us, and and we lost to a very good opponent. But we're we're really hoping to make another big run this year. And it sounds like it's going to be uh, everything going forward. Gas, foot to the gas, no breaks, no nothing. You're just going to go and hit the gas and go right after them. You know, our goal is not just to win games, but you know, as as a very young team. My players are ages 16 to 24, most of them. You know, the goal is to develop players that will go to bigger places. So, you know, winning is great, but if I can get a few of my guys every season to bigger and better places, we want to make them, um, you know, build them a career. You know, we want to make sure that they go to USL teams, maybe even MLS teams. I got a couple of guys that uh, are playing in academies in Mexico now. So every year when, when three, four of my guys are moving on, that's a great accomplishment. And, and that's one of our main goals as well. So it's not just about winning, but it's also, you know, getting the Vegas kids to a better place. 
Absolutely. Um, if I can ask you this, when you've heard the rumors about a possible MLS team coming to Las Vegas, what were your thir- first thoughts about that? I, I love it. You know, I, I'm, I think it's ready to happen. You know, I started uh, in soccer 22 years ago here in Las Vegas. I, I have the indoor soccer facility. And I started a professional soccer team more than 10 years ago. The indoor soccer team, the legends, were an indoor soccer team. And I always believed that one day Vegas will have every professional sports team that is out there. And obviously the success of the Golden Knights, now the Raiders, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a matter of time that MLS will be here. And, and I hope it's going to be as quick as possible because my goal is one day to play the MLS team. You know, Open Cup against the Las Vegas team will be a great rivalry. And, and more important, my goal is to have some of my homegrown players playing for the MLS team here in their hometown in Las Vegas. So I'm very, right. very excited well, about it. No, I don't blame you at all. And I think that would be absolutely fantastic. I personally cannot wait to see that happening. And hopefully it does happen for you uh, to face. And who knows, maybe there'll be a partnership with the Vegas MLS team uh, when we get more information. But, you know, as of right now, uh, we'll have to wait and see for that one. If I can ask about uh, your club, your players, how big is it for them to find out, not just because, you know, you, you're qualified for it, but that there's an opportunity to make some noise in the Open Cup. We've seen teams in the past who have been on runs that we've never seen before. Um, you know, the Christos FC team comes to mind um, and, and so many other teams in the past that have gone all the way to, you know, deep into the later rounds uh, when they face MLS opponents what have you told the players, and, and how many players are coming back from last year's team? So, so ironically, you know, my, my head coach, um, Jose Rivera, played for uh, Chivas in the MLS, and our, our assistant coach, part of our group is Eric Winalda. And Eric Winalda, 10 years ago, took Cal FC all the way to the quarterfinals, and on the way they yes, beat, he did. you know, you yeah, and they, they beat the Portland Timbers in Portland. So, you yep. know, we we don't want to talk, you know, like I told you, one game at a time, but we know it's been mm-hmm. done in the past, and we know that we have the the staff that can help our boys get there. You know, Jose uh-huh. did an unbelievable job with them last year. Um, we got uh, most of our players are coming back, and we're adding some new and stronger players, so the group is very, very hungry and motivated. So I think we'll have a strong team. Uh, but again, you mm-hmm. know, we have to earn it. We have to work on the field and, and prove that uh, we deserve uh, to to be there. And, and the goal is to build, uh, you know, uh, consistency. I want to create this as, as not just a one-time deal. We want to make sure that we will be in the Open Cup every year. And every year, hopefully, we'll get better and better, you know. So... If there is a game that we know upsets can happen, it's soccer. So let's see. Let's make sure that, uh, you know, we can we can enjoy it and this can be a memorable one. Exactly. And let's hope uh, 
everything will go just as you planned it, and we'll see what the situation will be when we get there. Um, when you look at where your club is right now uh, in the structure of the NPSL and your club as of right now, um, if I can find it on the list here on the NPSL website, I know you're on the West. Southwest. Obviously. Yeah. So we've, we play in the Thank Southwest. It's a very strong division, you know, uh, yep. the, the Golden State Force, which, which is a good organization here in California. Uh, mm-hmm. They have a professional team with the NISA organization. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Macula, so we, we're, FC Arizona. Yeah, FC Arizona is, is a great club. Um, so we're excited. You know, there's a couple of new teams coming. We're not sure about the new division. How is it going to look? But, you know, we'll play whoever, right? We we just want to be on the field and compete. Um, you know, again, the the kids... I call them kids, but, you know, my young players, they just want to get an opportunity. You know, with the growth of soccer, I think there is so much talent out there that, um, you know, there is a handful of guys that are not being recognized by by the bigger clubs sometimes. And that's my Mm -hmm. job. My job is to recognize them and give them the opportunity. So I think we'll have some players that, uh, you know, can, can make a career one day. It's going to take time for them, but, you know, the bigger games that they will play, maybe it will be the bigger opportunities for them to, to, to prove themselves. So yep. we're hoping for a good season. You know, Open Cup is just a bonus. You know, we still want to, want to make sure to make a good run with the NPSL. Uh, we, we compete with other leagues. So we have, uh, we have a very excited uh, season ahead of us. And it's great to hear that, and hopefully it'll be a successful season for uh, the Legends moving forward here, going over. Uh, do you have any players uh, returning from the team last year? I don't know if I've mentioned that, if I've asked you that or not. If I did, I apologize. No, no, you, yeah, we, we have returning players. You know, our um, one of the top goal scorers of the league, Brendan Vargas, is coming back. Um, Sam Samuel Aina, who is a big uh, Part of our of our team is back. Our central defense, um, Eduardo Guzman is back, and we have some young new talent coming coming in. We got a new a uh, couple of young players that just won a high school uh, championship for for the state of Nevada. One of them is uh, the Gatorade Player of the Year, um, Yuval Cohen, and his brother Elat Cohen. Uh, there is some great great young players that came back from other places that they never got uh, enough opportunities. So we got great players coming from Real Salt Lake, players that coming back from Seattle Sounders. So we, we're, we're going uh, to make some noise, I think, this season. That's wonderful to hear. And, of course, it's going to be a very, very dangerous team with the Legends. And I cannot wait to see what's going to happen uh, when your team is going to go out there and uh, show how dangerous you guys really are. Now, um, as we get ready for the big matchup in the opening round, obviously your club is getting ready to take on a very, very big opponent in the opening round 
of the U.S. Open Cup. And it'll be on Wednesday, March the 23rd, like you said, Park City Red Wolves SC. Uh, and you'll be hosting it at on the campus of UNLV at the Peter Johansson Soccer – excuse me, Peter Johanna Johan. Soccer Field. Yes. Johan, thank you very much. I'm only going by what's been spelled here. That's not my fault. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> soccer Field. <laughs> excuse me, on the campus of UNLV. Uh, how dangerous is Park City Red Wolves? And at the same time, what, are your, what do you feel your team needs to do to defeat them to advance to the next round? You know, they, they had, uh, I saw them making a great run in their USL2 league. They lost in penalty kicks in their conference championship to the Portland uh, Timbers U23. So it's a uh-huh. quality team. Um, I don't know who's going to play. You know, every season there is some changes in, in the roster, but, you know, well-coached and, 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 you know, good players over there. So we're expecting a very hard match. I think at home we should have the advantage. Um, but again, you know, it, the game can develop in so many different ways. You know, we have some great followers at home, and, and I think we're going to be more comfortable playing in our home field. So I feel that we are the favorite in this game, but but it's a very good opponent. You know, it's an opponent that, you know, scored many goals, and, and we need to be very cautious. You know, we got to make sure that uh, minimize their chances and, and try to take advantage of the opportunities that we will create. Um, I think, you know, it's going to be a great atmosphere. You know, we got um, a lot of excitement from a lot of our fans. So it should be a fun Wednesday night here in Vegas. Uh, definitely. Yep. It should be a fun night, and hopefully uh, you'll be on the right side of the result, and we'll see what happens moving forward. Uh, Meyer Cohen, I really appreciate your time to come on the show here on the NPSL Soccer Show. Thank you for giving us uh, your, your time to be here. Good luck in March, and hope to have you back on as soon as possible. Thank you very much, and I hope to talk to you after a great win on, uh, on March. Looking forward. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Same here. Thank you. You have Bye-bye. a good night. Bye-bye. Meyer Cohen, Las Vegas legends. As the club is getting ready for their big U.S. Open Cup matchup. And that, my friends, is it for this very first episode of the NPSL Soccer Show, episode number one of the 2022 season. Uh, when uh, I get the opportunity to get another episode going, you will know on Twitter. And don't forget, every match of every round of the U.S. Open Cup will be broadcasted on ESPN through their ESPN Plus platform. Make sure you have your subscription ready uh, to watch or get your Disney bundle if you're going to find a way to get your ESPN Plus and your Disney movies ready to go. I know I will. I know I can't wait for the Book of Boba Fett. I'm going to take a look at it and see uh, what it's all about. And, of course, The Mandalorian and all the old-time Walt Disney animated classics uh, like The Jungle Book, The Aristocats, 101 Dalmatians, and many, many others. It's going to be exciting. But I want to thank my guests tonight. I want to thank from Hartford City FC, Nick Ballesteri. I want to thank from Cleveland SC, Samuel Seibert. From Miami United, Roberto Roberto Saka. From Minneapolis City, 
Matt Van Benshoten from Southern States SC, Carl Reynolds, and of course, just had him on now, Meyer Cohen from Las Vegas Legends. My name is Daniel Feuerstein. Thank you for listening to me tonight. Join me this upcoming Monday for another edition of the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. Once again, this has been the 2022 NPSL Soccer Show here on the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. Everyone have a good night, take care so long, and bye-bye for now.